Hello, I'm Janet. And I'm Ashley. And we are two girls, two girls and, and a bottle, bottle of wine. wine. Oh man, I thought we were on it. I know. Because. Oh, is that my line? Because mm. men like boobs. And girls like wine. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started this podcast in 2012, I didn't want to say the boobs part because I was uh-huh. shy and I didn't know who would listen. So I've never been the one to say that line. Where did where did it come from? Like where did the history of that come from? Um, I um, the original co-host and I, Ashley, we we just we wanted to um, branch out to not just be female centric. So we were like, well, we need to grab men in the intro too. Hmm. So yeah, even though gotcha. most of our topics are pretty female centric, <laughs> I have a couple of guy friend listeners. Good, good. What are their names? Say hi to them. Um, the ones that I know of who have listened before are Eric, um, Spencer, and Lane. So hi if any of those three are listening. Right? Hello. <laughs> we appreciate you. Yes. I'm sure you're a small percentage of our listenership. Right. <laughs> right. And you should let us know what to talk about that maybe you might be more interested in. <laughs> you know, the funny part is, is that at least one of those men is like heavily into bachelor oh so good. We, he would like he would be like oh i completely disagree with all you guys said about blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> you should take note of those and share them with us it oh, would wow. be good because my my husband doesn't like i had posted the the selfie of ben and i for um yeah. ben's night on the bachelor greatest of all time or whatever and steve was like oh it's bachelor night and i was like yeah the best one ben higgins and he had no response (laughs) i was like yeah okay (laughs) it's funny because pat is like totally on board with this new way of watching bachelor i love it like he's like just give me all of the i'll watch i'll watch every season if it's like this it's all buttoned up and well, what they should do yeah. is if they want to do the whole season, that's great. But then right before, like after the final rose, they should do like a re- like a like the recap that they're doing now. Right. After the proposal, before the after the final rose, it'll give them an extra week. It's true. And everybody who didn't want to watch or maybe missed a couple weeks. Can I bet they have the highest ratings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what their ratings are. That would be interesting to look at. I know I thoroughly enjoy it. Even, you know, I'd watched Ben Higgins' season, but I was very excited to see his recap. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm interested to see how it looks when it catches up to a season that I've seen. Got it. Um, just so I can compare and see if this is really a better way to watch it. It's interesting because Ben's season was so long ago, you know, in theory. Um, I was reminded of things like the final three. I couldn't remember who the third person was. She mm. was not in my brain anymore. Got it. And she's not in my brain anymore right now. Cause it, Kayla, Kara. Yeah. Kayla. Kayla. I think it was Kayla. And she was adorable. Yeah. She was a little cutie. <laughs> Tons of ball of energy. So much energy. Um, so before we get into Bachelor, what what's going on with you? What's new with you? You're solo right now. Like Pat's I know. not home. I I'm we're super solo because Amber's not here tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
she's surviving from her little vacation. Yeah, she had a massive road trip. Recuperating, really. We need to hear the recap next week because I was really looking Mm -hmm. forward to the recap. Me too. Um, Because I know they were in a cabin and I was like, ooh, private time at a cabin sounds awesome. Especially like right now. If you were going to travel anywhere and spend time anywhere, a remote cabin sounds like a good idea. Mm -hmm. Away from the peeps. Yeah, no, I'm I'm solo for the next few days. Um, Patrick is in D.C. right now, but they're driving to Virginia, um, I think, tomorrow to go. One of his best friends is getting married. Oh, wow. And they were originally supposed to have a really big wedding. You know, I think it was like almost 200 people. Um, or maybe it was over 200 people. I don't know. But, uh, then obviously because of COVID, they had to adjust their guest list and they now are doing less than 50 people. Um, but all of the festivities, bless you. (laughs) I was like, I knew it was coming. Yeah. You you saw my face. I'm like, Uh oh, it's coming. Okay. All the festivities. All the festivities are outside, so they're getting married outside. It's at a vineyard. Um, even the place that they're staying is like one of those properties that has multiple little cabins built on it that they rented out the entire property. So um, they – sorry, that was weird. Um, that was. There was like a click. Yeah. I heard it too. <laughs> is somebody sneaking in? Um <laughs> Big Brother listening. <laughs> Do we have a third co-host? <laughs> but so, yeah, so he's like not super concerned about catching COVID. Um, but I, because of my health history, decided not to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if our situation, if like the COVID situation was a little bit more contained, I probably would have gone. But um, I told him, I was like, this is one of your best friend's weddings. You're going to regret not going. Right. If you don't. So. Um, he went and he was like fully prepared and he was like the worst part was wearing the mask and the plane all day. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm like stoked. I get to watch TV, whatever I want. And, um, you can eat whatever you want. Yes. Like things he doesn't like. Yes, I can. (laughs) Or that my tendency is. If I find something I like, I'll eat it over and over and over until I get sick of it. <laughs> and he's not like that. Like I could right now I'm on like baked potato kick. I could probably have a baked potato, like a stuffed baked potato for like the next like four days in a row and oh be fine. <laughs> but he would be like, I can't believe you're eating that again. So that's my like when Steve's gone, I, I meal prep on the weekends and that's what I eat on all week. And I don't think a lot of people have that ability. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll get sick of it by like Thursday, but I just power on through. Yeah. I don't want to waste food. But Steve's, and it's just easy right. sometimes. Steve's coming back. I just found out today. <gasps> Is he? He's coming home next Wednesday. He'll be home in time for the July 4th weekend. So That's exciting. Yeah. So I took the Monday after July 4th off. We have Friday off, of course, because it's July 4th observed. And then I took the money off. We're going to go to a cabin up in the mountains. Is it cabin. You, your cabin? Yeah. I forgot. Where is that? In it's in St. Elmo. It's up the mountain from oh. Salida. Salida. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. 
So I'm, this just happened today. Like he was like, yeah, I'm going to come home next Wednesday. I was like, what? That's awesome. I was so happy. So it'll be, it'll be good to have him home, but it'll be an adjustment because I've been watching, you know, Hallmark and I am all caught up on Dirty John, the Betty Broderick story. Oh, I missed the last episode. Um, It's so good. I get to catch up on that. Yes. Thankfully, I, I I discovered how to record the past episodes on DirecTV. <laughs> I think our old internet, we just recently switched. Um, our old net internet, anytime I'd try and do that, it would sometimes fail. But mm. new internet, no issue at all. It was awesome. So I've been, yeah, I caught up and I'm like, oh, when does, I don't even know what day it airs. I think it's Sundays. Great. I can't remember. <laughs> so I have to I have to wait until Sunday. Because last night I watched two and a half episodes. Two and a half? Yeah, because I was catching up still. Oh, gotcha. And I was like, oh, no, there's no more episodes. I don't know what to <gasps> do. What? What? It didn't record the last episode. I bet Dish has the same thing. You can go back and download the old one. I don't know what's wrong with it. Because it's on episode three, right? I thought it was. I had. I thought I watched four. <gasps> Maybe not. Two. Maybe not. I'm behind two episodes. I can't believe it. Um, I'll go look. I'm sure they do. They have something. They have a lot of DVR stuff. But I, you should talk about your um, Friday night because that was pretty cool. You mean Saturday night? Oh yeah, That's Saturday <laughs> <It's all good>. night. <laughs> Friday night, I got my hair done. Because my hairstylist, she's not having surgery, but she has to have a cast on her wrist for eight weeks. So I was supposed to have an appointment on July 5th. Thankfully, it got moved to last Friday because now I will be out of town July 5th. Um, And so then on Saturday, the town of Parker, where I live, they're having this Parker Porch Party series to kind of promote social distancing, but still having a fun summer. Um, and so Saturday was the first day of summer, which is my all-time favorite day of the year because it is the longest day of sunlight. And I summer solstice. Yeah, I I love sunlight. So now, like, I'm a little sad because I know the days are going to get shorter again. Um, and so uh, my neighbor was like, "We we should do this porch porch party series." So first day of summer, we're gonna have a luau, and I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome." So. Um, we um, didn't have a lot of food. We had a little bit of food. We put up decorations. She made these pineapple um, things that she soaked in Malibu rum and then topped them with coconut milk and coconut and a maraschino cherry. And they were so good. And it was so <laughs> much fun. And I got to get dressed up in my one Hawaiian outfit um, with the lays. And it was Which just... Which it looked good. Thanks. I mean, I had, no, I, I had no idea you weren't in Hawaii. Thank you. Thank you. We had a lot of fun. It was it was a really good gathering. I have great neighbors. I've never, not since growing up on the street that I grew up on, have I known my neighbors very well. And I, I really know the neighbors on both sides yeah. of me now. And I, I find it to be valuable. And then it's a little, like, I'm an introvert, and they're not. <laughs> so they're like, come on out, like, once a week. And I'm just like, oh. But it's good. It gets me out of the house. Gets me talking to people outside of work people and outside of you guys. Gets me off the Marco Polo. I feel like that was, for a while, the only way I was communicating to people outside of work. (laughs) 
Miss Marco Polo. I'm so jealous of your neighborhood relationships. Like, that's, I've always wanted, because I grew up in a very small town in, like, the outside of the city. Mm-hmm. And we knew our neighbors. I mean, like, you knew the neighbors next to you. You knew the neighbors across the street. You knew that, like, right. Grumpy Joe down the road, like, you don't. You don't walk past his house at a certain time of day because he gets upset. You definitely like, don't walk in his lawn. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I've never had that since becoming an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, we we did actually – so maybe it's like a generational thing is what I'm thinking. Because when we first moved into this neighborhood, we had – older um, neighbors on both sides and not really older. Like I would say just a generation ahead of us, probably in their, they were probably in their like early, early fifties maybe. Um, And they were all so nice to us when we moved in. The the neighbor next door would like lend us things because, you know, we were like a younger couple and they were like, Oh, you don't have a saw here, borrow this and then go buy yourself a saw. Ever since it's kind of turned over and become people of my age, they... We don't talk to each other. Yeah, we don't talk to each other. The neighbors (laughs) that move in on this side, we know them in the sense of we'll say hi and we'll talk outside. We've seen the inside of their house and they've seen the inside of our house for like renovation purposes. But it's not like when they throw a party, they don't invite us over. Um, And then the other neighbors on the other side, they don't even wave when I wave to them so we everyone in our cul-de-sac waves but my newest neighbor or not my newest anymore my neighbor that moved in about a year ago she's the social butterfly that has kind of like gathered us all together Hmm. yeah maybe that's it i just need to like move in next to a social butterfly right and she's like yeah come on out and so we'll see how that is when Steve comes, because he's not one to want to socialize with the neighbors, but we'll see. Well, it's a new new day and age, Steve. He left me alone for two months. I made friends. <laughs> you are now you are now Miss Neighborhood Social Butterfly. <laughs> yeah, I'm very thankful for them. Very, very thankful for them. Speaking of which, where is Butterfly? She's in my lap. Oh, okay. She's getting her. she's getting groomed on Friday. Thankfully, Ooh. I was finally able to find a place that could get her in. It's a new place, so fingers crossed they don't mess it up. Yeah. Have they been really busy because of all the COVID stuff? I think so. And the place Steve takes her is, like, in Westminster, which, for those listening Whoa. not in the Denver area, um, it's about an hour and a half away in Denver traffic, and I just don't have the time to take her to our normal grooming p- place, so... I didn't know Steve was coming back, so I was like, I just need to get her groomed, because my girlfriend came over for the luau, and she was like, poor butterfly, and I was like, why? What's wrong with butterfly? And she's like, she just looks messy, and I like her messy and groomed, so I was like, (laughs) I guess I should get her groomed. It's fine. I will say, that's one thing I'm grateful about my dogs. They are not high maintenance in terms of, like, needing to be groomed. Yeah. Like, we can give them a bath on our deck and call it good. You guys do that a lot. And my groomer told me not to bathe Butterfly. She's like, because you, you're not able to brush her properly and it causes mats. And I'm like, okay. So I stopped. I used to shower with her. I used to bring her in the shower with me and, like, use the doggy shampoo. <laughs> yeah. But she told me to stop doing that. So I don't do that anymore. Oh. Yeah, these guys just jump in puddles at the dog park, so... <laughs> 
They, Puddles uh, full of poo. Oh my gosh. It's literally, luckily it happens on weekends where we were already planning on giving them a bath. But every once in a while, I'm afraid that it's going to happen on like a night that I don't have time to clean them. Oh. And then I'll just be like, all right, you got to stay outside the whole night. The whole night. <laughs> don't bark. Don't howl. This is what you've done to yourself. Good luck. Are you taking them to the DP with Pat away? Yeah. So I went earlier when it was super hot. Um, I went at like four o'clock because I knew we were going to sit down and chat it later. And um, it was like 87 degrees. Luckily, though, the the clouds had kind of rolled in. So it was there was a little bit of relief, but mm-hmm. it was hot and they did not run a lot, but they are both knocked out right now. So <laughs> oh, the heat probably zapped them. Oh, totally. But, I mean, it was a shorter walk, and they were way less crazy, so I'll take it. Nice work. Solo dog mom time. Yeah, it's good. Although, they don't really listen. That's one thing I've learned is that I – was that your phone? Yeah, I got a notification. It's on silent. I don't know why you heard it. (laughs) I heard buzz. Um, Oh, probably buzzed against the computer. But I forgot what I was saying. Oh, they, um, I just need to discipline, like, not discipline them. You need to be the alpha. I need, we need to work on training. It's funny because they're very treat oriented. So if you have a treat in your hand, they will listen to you. But as soon as you're in a real world situation without a treat, doesn't matter. (laughs) That's no good. So thankfully, Butterfly is scared of the world. So if we're out in the world, (laughs) she's like, mom. (laughs) Yeah. Protect Aww, me from so the rest cute. of the world. She's adorable. I love her. Mm. Um, so I wrote down, because I felt unprepared when Amber was like, oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> so I wrote down a couple things okay. that I wanted to talk about. So first, I wanted to um, tell the story of the Marco Polo that I sent you guys this weekend. Yes. I think it was on Friday night. So... We were, Pat and I were coming home and we had to cross traffic in order to get into our neighborhood. Oh, that's right. And there was (laughs) a bag in the middle of the, like a a full purse kind of thing in the middle of the street. And I was like, I wonder what happened. And Pat's like, oh, you know, like, don't worry about it. (laughs) Mind your business. He's like, there's way because I was, I was like, I wonder if there's a wallet in there. I would go, I would stop and get it and then like, see if I can return the bag. And Pat was like, there's way too much traffic. He's like, if it's still there when we get back and there's not traffic, you can um, do that. Cause we were dropping something off at the house and then we were turning around and going right back out. So on our way right back out, purse is still there, but traffic is still crazy. And then I'm looking and there's some more debris in the middle of the road. I was like, Pat, what is that? Is that like is that an animal? Cause it looked like it had a tail and he just starts laughing. And I was like, what? He's like, Oh no. He's like, that's a butt plug. He's With like, a that furry is, tail. That is a skunk butt plug. It was like a skunk tail butt plug. Oh my gosh. And I was just like, do you think that was in the bag? <laughs> and he goes, I don't know. Maybe he's like, maybe that's why the bag's outside. So then we keep driving and uh, not very far along, there is a strap-on in the middle of the road as well. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm pretty sure that was a bag full of, like, 
sex toys. How did it end up on the road? That's what I want to know. Like the conversation about how that ended up outside of the car. Um, Cause I assume it had to come from the car cause it was in the middle of the street. There's no way someone could have like launched it from the, the sidewalk. Although I guess they could have. And then that would have been an even funnier story. If someone was like walking on the sidewalk with their bag of, of sex toys. That would have been really funny. A bag of sex toys. <laughs> So that was fun. That I was, sent you guys yes. some photos. And and Amber and I hadn't listened to your Marco and we got your picture. And I looked at the picture and I was like, is that a dead skunk? Like, I similar <laughs> to you, I didn't look super close. And then I, I watched your Marco Polo and I went back and I was like, oh my gosh. It was so crazy. I feel like that kind of stuff never happens to me. So <laughs> you had to share. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so. What else do you have? Oh, the other thing was, uh, so I wanted to continue our conversation, obviously, about um, Black Lives Matter and, like, making sure that that's a conversation that we continue to touch on every week. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have not been really good this week, obviously, with trying to prepare Pat for his trip. Um, And we're also trying to figure out housing stuff, which we can talk about at a different time. But, um, like once we figure it out, right. But so I haven't been really good about looking at and doing my research and, and helping to educate myself. But one thing I have been doing is doing a lot of self-reflection, um, just about myself in situations. And, and since I had you on the phone, I figured this was a really good topic and it was workplace discrimination Mm -hmm. and, I really, I think, I feel like I more want to talk about the situations that I've been in and, and talk to you about, like, I just want your perspective from, like, an HR perspective. I, I understand that you're a different part. Right. Of um, I'm in the HR family. Yes. But having been around mm-hmm. corporate HR for probably a while. Ten plus um, years. So... I, so two things. One, I work in tech and to find other women in tech is, is pretty rare. So I will say a majority of my meetings are male, male centric. I'm usually one of one woman or one of two women or in a meeting full of like 15 people. I wonder why that, why that is. I mean, I definitely think it's STEM stuff. Like, I'm interested to see what the next generation, like my sister's generation, because I know a lot of them took took science and math and all of that. They start coding really in, like, first grade now. Right. It's a completely different world than, mm-hmm. like, when I grew up and when you grew up. I mean, we did Mavis Beacon and teach us typing in, like, seventh grade, but that was the first time I ever had a computer in my the DOS um, classroom. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, so I was in a meeting the other day, all men, it was like, there were like 20 some people, all men except for one other woman. And they were talking about something that was a topic that I knew a lot about. And so I would chime in with comments or, or questions or what, whatnot. And the other woman who was in the meeting with me, I me and she goes, 
if I had a dollar for every time a man cut you off, she's like, I would have been $50 richer in this meeting alone. Right. And I like, so I started thinking about that and I was like, why is that? And is it, is it me? And I don't feel like it's me because I've been told a lot that I'm a bulldog. Are you? (laughs) In the workplace, I am. Okay. Bulldog (laughs) Ashley. Can I call our podcast that this week? Sure. Okay. You're not going to be offended? No, not at all. Okay. Because it's weird. Like, even Pat says it. He's like, you have this bulldog personality that comes out um, when it's a topic that needs it. Um, But it's just weird that sometimes I... And I feel like I don't let it get to me consciously that that men do that kind of thing. But one of the things I definitely want to look into is how do you address that with those people um, without doing, not that I necessarily want to say, oh, is it because I'm a woman? Right. But I want to say it in such a way to say, hey, you should take my opinion more seriously because of the fact that I'm just knowledgeable in this area. So have you ever had a yeah. situation like that? So I work in an industry that is predominantly men. Um, I, I work in the mining industry. And um, and even the industry before this was telecom. And then before that was transportation. So I've worked in male-dominated industries my entire career. And yeah, that as, as I've progressed in my career, I, you know, I have found more confidence I still struggle with confidence, but there are those um, quote-unquote bully types where as soon as um, they become passionate about it and they want to, you know, beat their chest with their fists, mm-hmm. um, I it's very easy for me to cower down because they'll talk over me, they'll interrupt me, and um, I actually had a situation this week where I anticipated that that was going to be happening due to a situation. So I I just prepared myself to be more of a listener because I I feel like um, males in general, they're not always good at listening. (laughs) They're kind of good at projecting. Um, And so I think I have changed the way I address people like that. It's not easy, especially when it it comes out of nowhere and you're like, what? Where did that come from? Mm -hmm. And to have a a constructive conversation sometimes can't happen with those people because they do want to, you know, pound their chest. Oh, my gosh. And just listening to them and, you know, letting them know that you hear them and then trying to progress the conversation. I found that to be successful this week. Um, and then there's those situations like you were saying where you know what you're talking about, but they, they talk over you, they, they interrupt you, they, you know, a way to address it that that's a tough one because, you know, you don't, you, maybe they don't understand. Maybe it's unconscious that they're doing that an unconscious bias. They don't even understand. Maybe, you know, addressing them one-on-one saying, Hey Bob, you know, after the meeting. Hey, Bob, you know, we were having a great conversation. I really valued your perspective, but um, I did notice that you interrupted me. You talked over me. Maybe um, you could be a little bit more conscious when talking in in bigger groups. Don't even make it a female thing. Make it an Ashley thing. 
Um, And, you know, maybe be more conscious in future group discussions. Um, That's definitely a good tip. Just to maybe because they may not know. Yeah, no, that's very true. I feel like I'm going through my managerial classes again. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. Just because. Well, but that's what. I mean, just in general, managing, that's one thing I've always kind of complained about with the whole manager process is you get training right away when you're a manager and all that stuff is like Hopefully, on yeah. the tip of your on the tip of your tongue and like on on your mind. So you learn about unconscious bias and um, all of those types of things. And then now here we are two years later, I've never had a refresher and that's just something that I'm expected to continue to work on myself. And I don't have the time. Um, I would love to. I just don't have the time. But the other, the other one, and really this is the one that I was thinking of most, the situation most um, relevant, and one I personally have not been good about standing up to is, um, again, in the tech industry, we have a lot of um, non-native um non-native or how am I saying this they're not you they're not natural U.S. citizens exactly they're Um, either on visas or they're permanent residents or they've obtained their citizenship after birth yes exactly um and specifically a lot of uh people from India Mm -hmm. I work with and they depending on what area with from India they're in they have very strong accents and I'll be the first to admit that it took me probably a good couple months to really understand and, and listen and be able to comprehend the different accents. Um, because you know, some people speak really, really fast and it makes it harder to understand what they're saying, but really it just is one of those things that you have to train your ear and you just have to be, you have to be a better version of yourself. And um, I don't think there's anything wrong with asking someone because when I when I first started in my telecom recruiting, I was doing a lot of recruiting in the uh, Coral Gables, Miami area of Florida. And there's a, a mm-hmm. lot of Cuban um, individuals. And I I don't think there's anything wrong as you're working to train your ear asking, hey, um, I didn't I didn't quite understand what you said. Could you could you maybe rephrase that and then work through understanding because that is a a way to train your ears I -hmm. think um and I don't think there's anything wrong with that do you no because you need to understand what they're communicating exactly and in the same aspect we could very well have a strong accent to them that they don't quite understand which is always something I've been intrigued by like why do you hear yourself as normal but everyone right. else has an accent and like what what do english people sound like to themselves that, as opposed <laughs> to like americans this is where my brain goes but um i digress so the situation that i'm talking about is there's a gentleman that i work with who is um i would totally describe him as the stereotypical white male privileged male mm. in his in his role and he has made several comments to me in the past about how um, he doesn't understand what those Indians are saying. And he will make, I would say, derogatory comments towards them. And I have always tried to 
take the more PC approach as opposed to the more direct approach to encourage him on exactly what you and I are talking about that, you know, maybe you should ask him to rephrase it if you don't understand or get it in writing if you don't understand what he said over the phone. Um, And I told Pat the other day, I said, I'm very conscious that this person at work is going to make a comment to me again in the future about the same thing. And because of the situation we're in, I don't think I can bite my tongue. I don't think you should. And I think I would be Bulldog Ashley back to him and probably harsher than I would mean to be um, just because I feel like I would be frank and I would be like, really, in this situation, in this day and age, you're going to say something like that. Um, But, you know, he said several things to me before where I'm just I I kind of look at him and it's one of those things where how do you still think about things like this? I think that's what you should say. I think it it could hopefully make him pause and go, whoa, she's right. If not, you know, it plants a seed and hopefully someone else will call him out on his BS down the line. It's true. Okay. That makes me feel a little better just because I kind of want like, I mean, I don't think I would ever be fired for defending something like that. I, I, I don't think there's anything de- wrong with that. As long as you're not attacking him or being derogatory right. toward him, just, you know, call, Hey, what are you doing? You know, that's not right. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. Well, thanks for talking through yeah. that with me. No worries. <laughs> do you want to jump into some bachelor world news? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So uh, Ashley did a lot of work and provided us with a lot of great stories to talk about this week. <laughs> Sorry, Ashley. Or not Ashley, Amber. Oh, my gosh. It's been oh, I forever. Was like, I was like, I did? No, Amber. <laughs> on her road trip, she added a bunch of links to the notes. Oh, um, I didn't even notice. Good job, Amber. Yeah. Um, so let's see. First up, um, Kelly Flanagan slammed Chris Harrison for asking disrespectful, in quotes, questions about Peter Weber. I guess when, um, in last, it was last week, Caitlin, uh, Caitlin's recap. Recap. Kelly and, um. No, they had, um, he had. Madison. Madison and Hannah Ann. Hannah Ann. And, of course, the topic came up of Peter and Kelly, and um, Chris was, you know, um, he he didn't really hold anything back. He, you know, um, and he was blunt. He was. He was. And Kelly um, was upset that Chris brought brought it up to Hannah and Madison's um, on, on TV. Um, and she asked on Instagram, why are these disrespectful questions still being asked? The past is the past. Let everyone move on in peace. I agree with her. I do agree with her, but at the same time, like they allowed Peter and her to have their where are we now situation. They mm-hmm. had never done the same thing with Hannah Ann and Madison. So I think it's only fair to give them a, the, the same fair shot that they gave Peter. And Madison and Hannah Ann both responded with grace and, and not slamming them. Yeah. Chris gave them the opportunity, but they were like, totally. no, no, we're better than that. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's – and let's be honest. Chris probably didn't choose all of the questions he he asked them. Right. 
<laughs> right. There's producers on this exactly. show. I don't know if we, we've talked about that. <laughs> he might still be, he might be in his house using his son as production, but there's still some, a producer somewhere yes. else. And then um, along the lines with Caitlin's recap, I guess Jason Tardick was offered the chance to propose to Caitlin on that episode. I, yeah, I read that too. Yeah. I'm glad he didn't. Yes. And he took the time to think about it and he decided no. Um, he said that, especially, think about that. He proposed right after watching her say yes to Sean. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> and um, they've only been dating for like a year and a half, right? Yeah. But they're pretty serious. They're living together and, and stuff. No, no, no. I agree that they're serious and I never say that like time period has to do anything with anything. Right. And he, he didn't want their story to align with the showing. Um, and he told Caitlin afterwards and she was like, thank goodness you did not do that. Yeah. That's like um, what I kept telling Pat that if he ever proposed at a sporting event, I would say no. Ooh, sidebar. Baseball's coming yes. back. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Are you so pumped? I thought that you guys were going to, like, bombard me with baseball love. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm stoked about it. But it's, um, I mean, it's going to be different because there's not going to be fans. And it's, um, you know, we can't actually go to a game. I, I told Pat, I was like, think about the fact that we went to spring training of a season that basically didn't happen. We were some of the only few people to watch live baseball in the year of 2020. That's true. I actually don't mind watching baseball on TV or listening on the radio. I like the announcer, those famous announcer voices. Mm -hmm. I just remember growing up with those. So anyway. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Wait, one more. One more thing about the sidebar because you were talking about announcers. If you know anything about baseball, the like best announcer, maybe not the best, but the best, in my opinion, was Vince Scully, who um, he retired a couple of years ago, but he used to do the Dodgers. And he was one of the only people or maybe the only people who could do the whole game by himself. He was color commentary and he was also the the game commentary. And he was amazing. And even though I was not a huge Dodgers fan, I would always watch Dodgers game just to listen to him. That's awesome. Anyway, I agree with you. Okay, back on track. Um, yeah. Speaking of Caitlin Bristow again, she had a birthday. She turned 35 yeah, she and... Um, her beau, Jason Tardick, made sure she was treated like a queen. Um, she He created a montage of Caitlin's friends and family sending her special birthday messages. Um, and then he also started the day with um, them being in the kitchen. Um, right after her workout, he told her he, she was getting a 90-minute massage. Then her best friend surprised her in Nashville, and they did a sunset boat cruise party type situation. Super yep. awesome. It was really cute. I like. I do enjoy Caitlin's um, Instagram. She's so great. Her Instagram stories. I love her, her and like Chrissy Teigen, I think, are my two favorite. Yeah. This next one, I'm kind of glad Amber's not on the call. Because she would eye roll like crazy. Um, Nick Vile was in the in the news after he. Was he? Yes. So after he was on Caitlyn's recap, um, he had posted a couple selfies, um, and fans 
took things a little too far when they criticized Nick's body and accused him of being too thin and not eating enough. So he posted a photo and he did look very thin. It was one of the photos that I saw right before our last podcast and I was like, he looks good. I guess I like my men skinny. Um, <laughs> and um, then he posted the next day a different, another mirror selfie with a slightly different angle and snapped it with a digital camera rather than his phone. And he put, dear internet, I never thought you'd make me self-conscious about my body. Yet I woke up to hundreds of comments about my last post about my weight, eating habits, and mental health, all from posting a post-workout pic where I looked particularly lean. I've never lacked confidence about my body. I know that isn't news to most of you, but if the internet can get to me, it can get to anyone. So I'm just saying be careful with your words before you give your feedback on people's physical, emotional, and mental health. I don't even admit, I don't even want... I don't want to even admit that the comments made me feel self-conscious, but I assume many of you would think I can't be bothered, so I'm here to say it. I hope that's okay. So, I feel like, Amber, if you're listening, (laughs) I'm not going to assume that she listens because I don't always listen right away. Right. I do eventually listen, but I don't always listen right away, Um, but... I think that's really good of him because because so he's often, a very confident self. You know, he's very yeah. cocky. So, like, I think that's good of him. And I also want to be like, welcome to life as a woman, right? <laughs> like, we don't even need the internet to make comments on our body. We just need to compare ourselves to which we shouldn't. Every single person, and it's like the comments are in our head, so. Right. So that's the Bachelor news that I have. Do you have any other Bachelor news? I thought I saw one other thing, but but maybe not. I think we're good. Okay. Now we have more Big Brother news. Rumors. I There's really rumors. hope Big Brother happens. So um, I guess they... Um, there's... Still possible All-Stars 2 season for Big Brother 2020, um, but Reality Barbecue put together a list of cities where CBS advertised a field producer would be doing a one-day gig. Denver's not on it. We have Miami, uh, Queens, San Diego, Detroit, Minneapolis, Trenton, New Jersey, um, Savannah, Houston, and Dallas. So Why are they doing Denver? Because it's like the one city on that list that is not having coronavirus issues right now. Right. Um, but then, um, Evil Dick, do you know who he is? Mm-mm. He was on a very, like a season long, long ago on Big Brother. But he's been sharing a lot of potential leads, too. He claims that, yes, both Josh and Casey from, I think, the season before last were... Um, we're going to be back for the new all-star season. And Josh had already been calling and building alliances. So we'll see. Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that. I know, right? Like, that would be the you're, problem. You're pre... Oh, that's like the one thing, I guess, about celebrity all-star. That takes it to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to have to talk to Pat about that. And the rumors are that it may start in late July. We'll see. I don't I don't believe that. <laughs> well, late July, they'd have to have like the cast and crew figured out, I would say, in the next like week. Right? But this is late June. That's assu- that's assuming that they're gonna take our advice. Um 
which the producers should listen to our show mm-hmm. so that they can take our advice but um, and give them like a two-week quarantine before they put them in the house. Right. Did I, did this happen this week? Um, <laughs> Holly and Jackson broke up. Yeah, I think it happened this week. My days run together. That They were the one of the only people that I remember from this last season. Because I do think this last season was a little bit of a dud. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping they do something a little spicier when they do come back. It was my first full season watching it. Oh, so... so. Yeah, you don't know. That was not a good f- full first season to watch. Oh, it's good to know. Yeah, it was good so bland. Um, and then Juneteenth happened this last Friday, getting mm-hmm. off of Bachelor World News. And do you want to talk about the memo that Jeff Benzos sent out to Amazon employees about Juneteenth? Are you prepared to speak to it? I am not, no. Okay. So Amazon <laughs> Amazon CEO Jeff Benzos, he is joining Bezos? a list. What? Yeah. Bezos? Uh, I don't think there's an N in there. There's not. Did I say <laughs> Benzos? <laughs> like Bezos. Bezos? Bezos? Bezos. That Bezos. sounds right. He's joining a list of tech leaders calling for their companies to commemorate Juneteenth, which happened already. So um, last week, on Tuesday before Juneteenth, he sent out a memo that encouraged his um, company to cancel all meetings on Juneteenth, which was Friday. Um, and as we have learned, Juneteenth celebrates the emancipation of black people from slavery in the U.S. On that date in 1865, Union General Gordon Granger read the Emancipation Proclamation to African Americans. So rather than making it a company holiday, Amazon will offer a range, or they offered a range of online learning opportunities for employees throughout the day. He added that employees should take some time to reflect, learn, and support each other. Other C- other leaders, um, Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter and Square, said last week that both companies will honor Juneteenth as a company holiday, while Google had instructed employees to cancel meetings that day. Facebook also encouraged its employees to commemorate Juneteenth, Juneteenth with a day of learning. Other companies and organizations like Nike and the National Football League made Juneteenth a holiday. Yeah. I, so I think I have mixed feelings about this. Because I think it's good that companies are doing things. And I also think it's good, like, doing things to show support for it. I also think it's good that companies are offering things like learning opportunities. Mm -hmm. But to blanketly tell your employees to cancel meetings that day, but you still have to work, but take a moment of reflection. Because I did, I work with a company that took it off as, like, a day of reflection and remembrance. Um, I don't feel like it is necessarily doing it justice. Um, I feel like you need both and I feel like you need to separate both. I think one, it needs to be celebrated as an actual holiday. And two, I think separately, but equal, um, (laughs) equally as important companies should do, um, maybe learnings for their employees. And, but I would say what would be even more helpful is specifically how those companies are working towards equality within their own walls. Right. Um, I think that to me would be more um, important as an employee to say, okay, and look at and learn about everything my company is doing for not only in remembrance of Juneteenth, but also, you know, 
June being Pride Month, like, what is my company doing for all of the above? Right. So I feel like I feel like some and I don't know, maybe I'm thinking about this wrong. Because, you know, like Fourth of July, it's a holiday, everyone gets it off. Um, There's nothing, no meeting scheduled. I feel like to not call it a holiday, but like, to act like it's a holiday is kind of a cop out. If that makes sense. It does. And I, I think we may see Juneteenth as a, a federal holiday down the road. We'll see. Um, That's where it needs to come from. To yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, and then I know that I know that Amber wanted to talk about this. How Beauty Counter is moving to Sephora. They're a clean makeup brand. Did she put that in there? I, I'm I'm assuming oh, I'm she did. Sure she yeah, did. that's yeah. so her. Um, so Beauty Counter and Sephora announced the that they're joining on Tuesday. Um, it, and that was the same day that Beauty Counter was named to CNBC's 2020 Disruptor 50 list of the world's most innovative startups. And on August 7th, it will launch an assortment of some of its most popular products, such as its vitamin C serum and overnight face peel in Sephora stores. The products will hit Sephora's website even sooner on July 7th, which is just in a few days for a limited time. So that's exciting news. Yeah, I'm sure she wanted to talk about that. We can just tell her she can say it again because it'll still be... Like next week, she'll still have time. Yeah, to talk she'll about it. have a whole week. Um, so those are our news stories. I guess we could talk about Ben Higgins' recap show. Yeah, we should. He's your favorite, so he is. I was so excited. I forgot about a lot of the girls on his season. I still follow Lace. I I mm. love Lace. Do you follow Lace, Morris? No. Okay. No. I followed her since she, she was, was on the one Bing's. from Denver, right? Yeah. I, I still I've followed her since she was on Ben's season and she's one of the few that I haven't unfollowed. I think Ben and her are the only ones I haven't unfollowed from his season. Um and I just I love her. She's a she's a realtor in Denver, um, and she is just hilarious. I I really love her. I know maybe like watching her on Ben's season, I was like a little cringy, like she was making a bit of a fool of herself, but I do love her. I remember there was a lot of, okay, so I didn't watch Ben's season, and I wanted to ask you about this, um, but I remember specifically a bunch of the guys that I work with, their wives and girlfriends were, like, really into Ben's season, and I thought it had to do something with Denver, but... Yeah, Ben um, lives in Denver. Okay, well, I knew that, but, like, they didn't talk about that at all during that he kept ta- talking about... Indiana. In Indiana. Um so that's why I was, like, a little confused. I was like, I thought he was from Denver. I was like, maybe he moved to Denver after. But um, I just remember that they were talking about there was so much drama with one of the girls on his season who they said that he knew previously. I don't think so. Okay. So that was just made up in my head. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not I that I recall. Like, I was, like, waiting for it. I was waiting for the drama. That would have about... definitely been brought up. Right. And because it wasn't, I was like, okay, maybe I got this wrong. <laughs> I forgot the twins were on his season. The twins. The one them. girl showed up in Paradise. This is kind of cool that I'm, like, making the connection, the mm-hmm. dots with, like, some of the Paradise people who are, I'm like, I have no idea who that is. Right. And, you know, um, the fact that he was 
in love with the last two women. It was so dramatic. And I wasn't as into Ben at that time. Um, I wasn't a big fan of Lauren. I wanted him to choose JoJo, but I guess it's good that he didn't because now we get JoJo's recap this next week. Um, I do. I liked JoJo. I I really liked her personality. Mm-hmm. Lauren, okay, so I went down a rabbit hole because <laughs> I was like, this is not the same girl that married Chris Lane. She looks completely different. I think she's gotten thinner. Well, she's definitely gotten thinner. I would say she probably lost like 15 pounds at least. And she was already really small. Yeah, she was. But I felt like there was something different with her nose too. Oh, you think she she had some nose work? Yeah, I almost feel like she had some nose work. But I got down a rabbit hole because I was like, how long after they broke up did she start dating Chris Lane? And like, how did they meet? And I like felt like I, I wasn't really investigating that much. But how did they meet? I think it was just like at a a concert or something. So after The Bachelor, Ben and Lauren had their own spinoff show. It was like Ben and Lauren something happily ever after. Which didn't they didn't they learn from like Jessica and Nick Lachey? Right. Don't do don't do a spinoff show. And then they broke up and it was I wanna say quite a while after that and she started dating Chris Lane, but her and Chris Lane Move very quickly, like mm-hmm. within a year or two of meeting, yeah. they got married. Well, she, I, this is like my creepy Instagram stalking. I don't, I think like her first post with him was in like October of 2018, and then they were like married by October of 2019. Yeah, it was super fast. So, very fast. Very fast. It got really dark. Sidebar. There was a, a couple that broke that are getting divorced that I was very surprised at this week. Michael Ray and Carly Pierce, the country music couple that got married less than a year ago. Yeah, I didn't know who those were. And Carly she was, Pierce. Oh, she, she was just on music. Caitlin Bristow's podcast, probably recorded a long time ago and, and talked about her and Michael Ray. And it's interesting. Quarant- you think it's a result of quarantine? They said it wasn't. Could have been. Yeah. How it could have also been one of those situations where we've talked about it before that sometimes you don't realize you're with the wrong person until you get married or you make that commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could have been one of those situations where she just didn't figure it out in the dating process. Which could be why Ben and Lauren broke up. But he seems Very super cute. happy with Jessica. Yeah, she's she's cute. She seems young, though. Yeah. Like just her her, her everything about her seemed young, which is it's not a problem. It's good as long as but he he likes it. Yeah, exactly. And I guess yeah. they just recently uh, parted ways. Like they've been spending the last three months together due to quarantine. He's back in Denver and she's back in Nashville, I think. Mm-hmm. And she posted something about being apart for the first time in three months. No, I do agree because she made the comment on there about. Um, how being in a long distance relationship sometimes makes the connection go quicker mm-hmm. or, you know, more intense, quicker, more intense, which I do agree with because Pat and I did long distance for almost a year. And I would say our relationship was really, really strong after that. It Just definitely you builds to, the trust. You have to have the trust yeah. or you'll go insane. 
trust and you have to be able to talk about things and talk about deep things and because you can't rely on anything physical or being around that person right that's true yeah so do you have any additional thoughts about ben's season recap um no just the comment i it was really interesting it was and i don't I, i think there was a lot of drama about him saying i love you to both people i get where he was coming from like especially when he explained it at the end where he was like in that moment I was in love with both of them and I did not want them to walk away thinking that I did not love them because sometimes and I would say a lot of the times they talk about that they truly were only in love with one person Mm -hmm. and that they knew it was that person from like I don't know the beginning yeah right um and so this was a situation where it was clear that he was not like that he clearly had his heart open for at least both of those women. Um, So I get where he's coming from, although it's definitely way harder in the end, because if you are told, I love you, you assume you are going to be the one that gets picked. Right. Um, And like like Jojo said, she didn't expect him to say it. Like, she's like, can you, can he even say that right now? But he did. And so it made her believe she was the one. Right. Right. And then the other thing, the whole Kaylin, so this is oh, where Kaylin I thought. Kaylin and Dean. Yeah, Kaylin and Dean. And I w- was thinking, Jana's going to roll her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't and even Amber's put it in my notes. so excited. But they don't want they the government wearing... involved. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't really things. change anything is all I want to tell them. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just makes it harder for one of them to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make it impossible. It just makes it more complicated. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it's cute that they're both wearing rings. But they've only been together to a them. year. Let's see how they are in a year from now. Very true. See, Very I true. don't like them. I'm sorry. It's Kaylin. I, did, I don't like Kaylin. And I had no, I think they're cute I had no investment in Dean, so he's fine. I think they're cute together. They're not my favorite couple. I'm No. Meh. No. So next week, we we get to see JoJo's season, which I didn't watch. So I'm excited to see the recap of that. I'm excited, too, because this is the guy who went to Vandy right after I left. Um, yes. So I'm, I'm excited. Mr. Rogers. Yes. What's his first name? Jordan. Okay. I didn't want to say the wrong one because there's the sports player and then there's JoJo. Right. Yeah. Jordan. Yeah. He, he was tech. I mean, he technically played football, too, but (laughs) just not as good as his brother. Got it. Well, what are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you reading? Ugh. Like, (laughs) nothing? I I already shared that I'm, I'm, you got me on a Dirty John, uh, the Betty Broderick story. I did um, download a book that I have, I listened, I was listening to all the way up until we, um, I called you for this podcast because I only have 46 minutes left. It's called The Girl Who Lived and it's mm-hmm. by Christopher Grayson. So good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's starting to, to rain. Hold on. I'm putting you on the side really quickly. Are you outside? Um, no. I can hear it from our skylights. Oh, it definitely looks like it can rain here. Oh yeah. I forget you're a little farther down south than I am. Um. So it is... It must be good if you only have 45 minutes left. And I started it on Saturday. That's great. 
Yeah, I love audiobooks. I did just get a physical book in the mail, but I don't know what it's called, and it's upstairs. But it looks... it. <laughs> when I Googled, um, if you liked The Girl on the Train, that was you should check book. out these books. Wait, is that the book you're reading, you said? No, no. Oh, okay. Um, I was just looking for something new, and... Um, I want to get an actual book, so I got this, and it's it's upstairs. And so maybe next week I will have it handy to discuss what it's called. Nice. I um I did so. I started. We, we record the Today Show, and mm-hmm. um, so I started like watching it back a little bit um this week, and I forget Jenna Bush Hager, who is on the third hour of today. She like does a book series and they had her and she like her entire mantle was covered in books. And so I felt inspired and I haven't started any yet, but I started looking up her book list recommendation because I think I'm going to start running through some of her books. Awesome. Um, But I haven't started them yet. But other than that, I'm not like watching anything major. Um, I'm excited to hear what you watch this weekend on next week's podcast. I feel like I'm going to try to clean out the DVR. Yeah. Like, so it'll probably be stuff from like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I will say one thing I did the other day, I got really, they were replaying Jurassic Park over the weekend, I think for Father's Day. That makes sense. And so I like really got into it and I went and got our D- our Blu-rays out and I watched all four, the well, the first three and then the first one of like the Jurassic World. There's that and many? There, there are, they're about to release the sixth one. Why? I, they're good. <laughs> Chris Pratt is in the new ones, so it's uh, it's worth it. Oh, I do like him. But. Awesome. Uh, well, do you have a positive poly? Please I tell do. me you brought it. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> I looked one up. I know that Amber canceled last minute, so. Yeah, I know. Um, you want to go first? No. You, positive Polly goes before wine book. Okay. So happiness is not by chance, but by choice. It's very true. Jim Ron. I've got number 44 in the wine book, and it's spiced wine served cold makes an unusual aperitif. In a glass, Demijohn. Demijohn? What's that? <laughs> you. You pick the one that has all these big words in it. (laughs) So you mix three bottles or about two liters of white wine with two cinnamon sticks, a vanilla pod, half a nutmeg, the peel of four oranges, and 450 grams of sugar. Then add 300 milliliters of vodka, cork it, and leave it for a month. Then strain it into a bottle and leave for another month before drinking. It's a lot of waiting. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so I looked it up. An aperitif is, which you might have known, I didn't, an alcoholic drink taken before a meal to stimulate the appetite. Ooh. So it makes you hungry. Yeah. And what's so the other, what, what was the other word? The bit, what, what was the other Don word? Don John or something? <laughs> um, Demi John. Like D-E-M-I-J-O-H-N. Demi John. Oh, it looks like it's a type of bottle. Ah, is it fancy? Uh, yes, it is a type of bottle. Um, no, it almost looks like... A pitcher? It, 
it kind of looks like the big bottles that you put on the water okay. container. Huh. Uh, but they can be like bigger and rounder at the bottom and just have like a straight neck. Got it. Cool. Three three to ten gallons of liquid. Very nice. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for joining me for the podcast. It was fun. Yes, it was. Hopefully we'll be back next week with all three. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.